This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today we're going to feature... By the way, my name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to Positive Talk Radio, but you knew that, because we just started the show. But today we're going to feature a young lady who is a vocal coach. She is a vocal producer, a music producer, a songwriter, an artist, a public speecher, speaker, <laughs> unlike unlike me, of course. And she has uh, uh, been working at the, her craft for a very long time. Well, not that long, but she's she's really gifted at what she does. And we wanted to have her here to help all of us to learn how to. And she works with people to learn how to speak professionally and to not burn out their their voice and to do and to use all the tricks of the trade. And you can actually go to and I'll do this for her right now. You can go to judyrodman.com and follow along with us, follow along with us. That's Judy Rodman R O D M A N dot com, and she also at the very front page she's got a, a nine page report that you can get, and it's all free for you there. Um, but first, before we go talk to her, I have to talk to Eric. How are you, Eric? Good afternoon, Kevin. I'm doing great. You thought I'd forgotten about you, and so, so you were just going to go go away and and uh, have a nice quiet afternoon, and then I had to bother you. No, I I just at the last second realized that I had my mic set to talk to you before the show, but I didn't have it set to talk to folks on the air. So, um, oh yeah, I had to fix that real quick. Very good, very good. Spring and is in the air, so you know thoughts are on other things aside from <laughs> my work here momentarily. So exactly, well, spring yeah. is here, isn't it? It is here. Yes, yeah. In fact, wow, like I, cool. I think it was about thirty-five minutes ago officially when spring started. So, so. now spring has yeah. sprung. So now we should be, you know, like like uh, amorous and and anyway, no, anyway. But I wanted to, I wanted to mention that there's something else happening in our world that uh, in addition to working with KKNW and being on StreamYard, two different StreamYards, two different uh, uh, YouTubes, two different Facebooks, both Positive Talk and KKNWs, uh, and you can go live and watch us do the show and, and stuff like that. But uh, um, April 14th, something new is happening. Yes. Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love the fact that when he looks at me, he has no earthly idea what I'm going to say. Um, on April 14th, which is a Friday at 3 o'clock, we will also, in addition to being here at noon on KKNW, we will be on Kixie Light at 3 o'clock on uh, on fridays as well so now yeah, on 880 a.m kixi that's right and that is a fifty thousand watt station that goes all the way to the alaska border and and down to olympia and all that kind of stuff so you'll be able to hear positive talk radio and we're going to have some of the best guests and some of it will be um the best of but a lot of it's going to be live i think um, and, uh, Eric is still going to be with us. He's, we'll be in a different studio. Well, I'll be in the same studio. He'll be in a different studio. 
but uh, so we're going to do that. So we will be on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. So it'll Very be Monday, cool. Wednesday, Friday, Friday. It'll be fun. Lots so. of chances to hear positive talk radio. And some of the great guests that we have on. And and speaking of which, we have one on today. I wanted to have her here because she's very, very gifted at what she does as far as uh, being vocal. <laughs> no, I'm good at being vocal, too. I just don't make any sense when I am vocal. But <laughs> she's, she's very gifted at uh, uh, teaching a voice studio and conquering strain and and to work with stuff and work with people. And so, Judy, welcome to the show. I've done a, probably a horrible job of introducing you. But... <laughs> no, not at all. No, I love it. I, and I'm so I'm so grateful to be on the show. Yeah, I love Positive Talk Radio. I've listened to it for a while. And I love the diversity that you bring up, all the voices. I mean, you know I'm into voices anyway, all yeah. things vocal. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the voices that you have on. So I'm glad it's, to be among them. <laughs> well, and and thank you because it, you know anybody. In my opinion, we are a diverse group. This human family of ours, and anybody that is positive and wants to do something great for other people, and to work with other people, then that my door is open to them. Mine too. Uh, you know, and it makes it a lot more fun mm -hmm. uh, for us to to get through life and stuff. So it really it really is cool. And and you. Know, you and I met not too long ago, and, uh, and we had a nice conversation, and I knew I had to have you on. I wanted you to be on KKNW because of the number of listeners that we, that we have and are gathering here. So, so it's nice great. to be back on radio. Yes, indeed. You know, and it, what was interesting, I was reading an article today, and this, this you know, it's one of those uh, um, things online where somebody asks a question, and then they get a bunch of responses. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the the question was, does anybody listen to AM radio anymore? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so and and she was anticipating everybody saying, "No, it's dead. It's gone. It's 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 not nobody." That wasn't what she got back. What she got back was, "I listen to it all the time. There's yeah. stuff on, that there's stuff on AM radio that you can't get anywhere else." And so. Wow. A lot of people listen to it. They, they especially a station like KKNW because it's a very diverse station. Um, it's not run by the suits mm -hmm. who who make it go a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you can take your show in any direction you want. My direction has been around for twenty years, so it's I just want to be positive for for people and to create a lot of fun and to and and to educate people. Did I say educate? I did. Educate people at the same time. Yeah. Well, my uh, mantra is, or my byline uh, is, I finally landed on it, and it's all things vocal uh, for voices with messages that matter. So Ooh, I, think, I like that. Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. Yes, indeed, because you work with people that are uh, have done TED Talks and and want to really get on, become professional speakers and and have got a really good message that they'd like to get out there. But it's an art form, isn't it? It is an art form and it's also a science. And uh, the trick is to get those things together. <laughs> so I always say all the technique that I could teach you, all the technique in the world anybody could teach you, you could just get it perfectly right. But if you don't have anything to say or you're just, you know, parroting words out there that you think people want to hear, 
uh, then the technique is for not, you know, it's the same thing with singers that a lot of times might, might win a talent show or a big talent contest. And 15 minutes later, they're done. And they're like, what, <laughs> you know, so it takes both knowing how to use the voice and having a reason to, you know, that makes a difference. I couldn't agree more because it is important that you, it, it, I can't tell you how many shows are out there that I listen to from time to time that and on television and radio that they're parroting the same thing. <laughs> and it's all based upon what they think the ratings are going to be, how many people are necessarily listening, how they want to form their audience and all that. I mean, there's a whole science behind it, but mm -hmm. I don't like that because like it, they, like the scripts have been written by chat, chat, uh, GPT or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and for me, it it doesn't allow for honest expression of thought mm -hmm. because everybody feel you feel like everybody's got to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't buy that. I've been I've been, I've been told I'm rather unusual that way. You know, and I, I just heard I think it was Alan Alda's podcast, uh, uh, which is called Clear and Vivid, I think. And he was talking to someone that specialized in the voice who lost his from screaming in a rock band anyway, which is kind of funny, but now he's written a book on it and it's all about the voice, you know, having a reason, have a raison d'etre, you know, to, to actually make a sound. And then what you're saying is more important than how you're saying it, but how you say it can get it in more deeply and also allow you the vocal health to keep saying it, if you know what I mean. But, he was, as they were chatting, they were bringing up this idea of why podcasts are so popular, you know, and, and podcasts is just another version of a radio show, right? It's just kind of uh, sent in different places. But the thing is that it tend, podcast chats tend to be more authentic where you really are talking to each other and you're not like pre-scripted about in neither one of you are like totally pre-scripted. You might have some questions that you've, you've come up to be talking points, but you don't know what I'm going to say. And I don't know what you're going to say. And together we can say things we never even thought of. So I think that's the authenticity of voices communicating and not oh, GP, not GPT, uh, not chat GPT, which is a wonderful tool for research and all kinds of other things, but it will never replace authentic human uh, chatting conversation. Conversation is a, a, a very important part of what we do as humans. The honest exchange of information mm -hmm. back and forth of what your experience tells you and what mine tells me. And then we can talk back and forth about it. It's, it really is, it, it really is vital to, to our health mm -hmm. um, because as a, as a community, as people being together, understanding that we are all together whether we like it or not mm -hmm. it, there isn't a matter of i don't like them they're still our family um, right <laughs> so, right you know so it's important for us to get to work together and and to have a solid clear voice what's it, what was his name um the guy who lost his voice there was another guy that uh oh he was a heavy guy um I forgot what his name was. Anyway, he lost his voice singing as well uh, because he wasn't trained properly. Job job security for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and there are lots of kids. Have you heard some of the music that some of the kids are doing now? Uh yeah. And and how the screaming and 
and and things like that. Didn't but it has always been so. I mean, there've always been metal screamers, you know, and and uh, Elvis could get loud every once in a while, you know, and so it's not really a new phenomena so much as um, maybe they're doing it more often, uh, or the damage is is getting diagnosed actually. But uh, it's it's definitely an issue, and the speaking voice. Uh, vocal fry is has just become a cultural thing of coolness, which I've got to say it's not. What because is cultural if, fry? Vocal fry. Vocal fry is where you end every sentence in a Kim Kardashian sort of way, where you just end up on on the gravel as you're talking, and this drives me nuts. And for everybody else that's listening, it probably drives them nuts too. People so, do that on purpose. They do just to be cool. <laughs> okay, but it's not cool. <laughs> it's vocally damaging. <laughs> I had no earthly idea that that was actually a thing. I must be. Now you're out. gonna. Now you're gonna listen for it. I will. <laughs> it's more common with females, but even some. I mean, there there are reporter uh, reporters here and there. Not many talk show hosts that do it because you can't do it and survive. You know, for, for like a professional speaking job. Um, if you are just being interviewed from time to time, you can get by with it, but. I mean, I know, you know, like doctors, like uh, speech pathologists who use vocal fry and don't, don't even realize it. So it's just a really bad habit. And um, so the cool thing is we know more about why it's bad and we know, know more also to keep what seems to be a career killing end to your vocal career, actually not where it is recoverable. Now, if you're like Julie Andrews, and a doctor cuts into your cord too deep, there's nothing you can do about that. But I would say get help before you need that. And she falls on vocal fry. <laughs> right. So so there, there are people like me, I'm not exactly sure, when we're talking about vocal fry, we're talking about manipulating your voice in a non-normal way, which well, is it's it's become normal for some people, for a lot of people, really. And what it is is you're you're not supporting your voice to the end of your sentence, or you're not breathing deep enough to support your voice to the end of the sentence. And it's like your boat runs aground. Your your you know your voice continues on past where your air is. So there's uh, your vocal cords just kind of rub together like that, and it's just really uh, it creates ear fatigue after a while. That would drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. I can't imagine doing it. It's not really listenable. Now you're going to listen for it. (laughs) I am. I'm going to try and do it. When I'm off air, I'm going to try and do it just to see if I can. (laughs) But but it's not, if it's not healthy, because, you know, I do, well, when I was doing KKNW in 2003, I did two Mm -hmm. hours a day, five days a week. And you have to take care of yourself and take care of your voice if you're going to do it that much. Yeah, I do. I do six to eight podcasts a week. So that's close to what I was doing back then. And I I love it because I love the people that I get to talk to. Um, And apparently I manage my voice. Okay. You have a beautiful voice, sir. I must tell you. And that from me, that's high praise. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you. I, I had I I had no idea. See, everybody, I I I'm here for a reason. Stop it. So. <laughs> well, I I appreciate that. I I really do. Yeah, it it's like it, it, people's voices should sound unique and express their own personalities and their own 
physical, well, they're nature and nurture, you know, their own physical instrument and their own, you know, things that make up the messages as they, they speak. So everybody has some uniqueness about their voice, but you can, and, and there's a great range of things you can do with your voice in a healthy way. And even metal screamers, uh, if you can do some little vocal fry things or cry, uh, you know, things when you're singing, if you want to use a stylized kind of thing, but I have a way of teaching doing that backwards. I call it pulling instead of pushing. So I feel good. You know, you can do that backwards and not lose your voice from it. But uh, it's almost like inhaling. Uh, Jamie Vendera calls it the inhalation sensation. And I call it pulling. I also call it speaking above the lava. When you've got a case of the phlegm, you know, it's like you speak from your eyes instead of your mouth. And this is a little you uh, 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 to tell you a little trick I use with my students to yeah. get them off, off vocal fry or off uh, f- sort of a flat tone, monotone, you know, monotone or thin tone is uh, this is an, a trick that I, I kind of changed a little bit from something Melissa Cross does, who's a LA vocal coach that works with a lot of rockers and she'll put a pencil in their mouth sideways, and say, sing from above the pencil. And, Man, if you if you do that and you try to, you know, she didn't didn't even have to explain it. You just try to pull your voice from above where you feel that pencil is. Well, you can do the same thing by putting your hand right in the middle of your face, like I'm doing now, uh, about nose level, and say, "Okay, speak or sing from above your hand." And two big things happen: one, your voice gets more interesting, but it also gets less phlegmy and less tired because this is the the healthy way for the voice is to be uh, accessing the full throat channel, which goes above and behind you. It's like the post-nasal drip zone, but it's up about eye level where that thing, where that starts about eye level. The throat channel is the back of the nose, which goes all the way up to the eyebrows and then goes on down this throat and out, you know, out the mouth. So it's like a forked channel. And if you open that channel, then you're not going to push through all that stuff that you're trying to push through or tighten it and sound thin, you know, and all, a lot of bad vocal tone is just when the channel is messed up. So you open the channel and everything changes. Uh, well, so that's way, a cool trick. You have a beautiful voice too. Thank you. <laughs> well, I've practiced. <laughs> <laughs> for for a moment there, you sounded like uh, uh, what's her name? Who did uh, was in uh, um all the, all in the family? Yes, yes. That, that. And we knew when you, we were there. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and also, she was in. Uh, oh, I forget. I every yeah. time I do that voice, I can't remember. But it's how do you? I, I really want to know this because. I have a lot of people that I interview. I figured out the other day that I've done over 2000 interviews. Wow. And uh, wow. Huh? That's great. And, uh, but a lot of people are baritone. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, they don't give their voice life. Does, mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. that make sense? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The cave isn't open. And so let me give you a couple of other little fun things that you're, you can do and your audience can do too, to manipulate 
the shape of your cave and see if you're if you're a, a background singer like a, a stunt singer as I call us, and you're singing be, be behind somebody that's thin and then send somebody that's that's wide. You have to manipulate the throat channel to sound like it. You need to sound to have the sound they want in that background, you know, track, but also like voiceover artists that have to change their voices for different characters. You have to manipulate that cave. And so it works. It's a really good thing to know how to do. Even if you just want to improve your own vocal tone, right. Or give yourself more options or make it feel healthier. And, it has to do with the way the throat channel opens, which is up, down, and back. Now, pe- most people don't know about the back part. Right. <laughs> but if you make your eyes poker face, as they say, and uh, like like you're not talking to anybody, and or if you are, you don't want them to see inside your soul <laughs> by looking in your eyes. So right. your eyes are dead as doornails. And if you see, I'm, I'm doing that right now, you can hear the vocal fry start to come in my voice. And I'm, you know. Uh, but if you count to three that way, all right, so then then we're going to count to three after we open our eyes really wide. You can hear my voice change, just my speaking voice change, right? Yep. Even though I'm not trying to do anything. All right, so let's count to three with our eyes half-mast. One, two, three, and then eyes real wide. One, two, three. Notice how it feels. Notice how it sounds differently. It sounds so much more clear yeah. and and concise when when it's wide open. I th- that look you were just giving for those of you that can't see it, it's kind of like the Clint Eastwood look, where it's very you got a very squ- squinty and and oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> that one yeah squinty small eyes yeah like yeah. poker faced eyes as they as I call it uh, and then crazy eyes. The same thing goes with the jaw. You know a lot of your interviewers uh, would inevitably not move their mouth very much. And so if you don't do that, it changes everything. So if if you don't move your jaw very much and you just kind of talk from the back of your throat, you can hear the change in my voice right now. And if I count to three that way, one, two, three, moving my jaw, it's one, two, three, much more interesting, much more colorful, much more variable. And if I put eyes and mouth together, one, two, three, one, two, three. Much more interesting. But there's one more way that people don't know about, and that's having to do with where our podcast mics are right now, right? That is back. And that little throat channel, okay, if you move your neck bone back an inch or two, you can feel that in your ears. Well, how's that possible? Because the throat channel runs right down there. And if you speak all day long with your head forward. And I work with uh, voiceover artists that, that have this problem and don't know why their voice is tired, but you run out of breath, you know, because your rib cage is tight and your throat channels tight from the back. But if you, if you move the mic towards you and you, you're able to breathe in the first place, but you're also able to control your breath because your rib cage is wide and you can hear the difference in my voice, mm-hmm. you know? So the thing to do is of course, move our knees forward uh, if we can, or move the mic towards us. And uh, that can change everything. You know, it's easy to get into the habit of going forward while you're talking on the phone. 
or all day, even on a, even on, on zoom meetings and stuff, you know, you're leaning on your elbows and kind of talking or on your, you're kind of slumping in your chair. And that is going to give you vocal fatigue. And if you know about me, you're going to come my way <laughs> and I'm going to tell you to back off. <laughs> well, I will tell you <clears throat> that, excuse me, that I was in sales and sales management for a long time mm-hmm. and guys that would get up and they would, they would talk in front of the room and, and we'd talk in front of customers and we were sitting in vice president's offices and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I tell you that how you present your voice it makes a huge difference in how you're perceived as Absolutely. an intelligent human being. Absolutely. Abs- or trustable. Or trustable. And, or and like, so- yeah. Or if you're really interested in them or if you're just, you know, monotonely going through your spiel. Yeah. And it's, it is vital if you're going to be a successful salesperson that, you know, there's some, yeah, there's some things you can't do about your voice, but you can maximize its ability to make the point that you want to make to right. the best of your ability. Right. And that's why I'm doing a commercial for you. Is that okay? <laughs> yes. And you know what? Everybody can open their throat channel better. I mean, you, okay. you do have a physical throat channel. You know, Andre, uh, Andre Bocelli is not going to ever be able to sound like Willie Nelson or the opposite because their, their physical instruments are different shape. And so is the, 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 you know, throat channel and the, the, the mask, uh, the thickness of bone and all kinds of stuff like that go into it. But we've all, if we're human beings, got a throat channel that looks pretty much the same and we can all make it bigger. Yeah, and of course, Willie has, has had quite a little bit of, you know, smoke going down his. Well, yeah, there's so, that. <laughs> so that that changes everything. By the way, <laughs> we're talking with Judy Rodman. She's a vocal coach, a uh, vocal producer, a music producer, a songwriter, an artist, a public speaker, speaker, and she can work with you to get your voice going the way it should be. Uh, go to her website, which again is judyrodman.com, and you can get her a nine page report vocal health tips for getting and keeping and recovering good voice plus her newsletter and it's all there for nothing mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, thank you for doing that that's really cool oh you're yeah. welcome yeah i've had a lot of people enjoy that and it can uh, make a whole lot of difference even if that's all you do Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now we need to take a break right now, and but it's only going to be co- for a couple of moments, guys. <laughs> and uh, we'll we've got a couple of commercials to play, and then we'll be back with more. And when we come back, I want to talk more about um, if you work with people that are on stage and screen, how you maximize their voice, keep their their, and and then also the the art f- form of dialect. I don't mean we haven't even talked about this. I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. The, can you make the yesterday was St. Patty's Day, you know, and I was wondering right. if, if and Eric does it better than I do. But, so, so anyway, we'll be you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. We will be right back after these commercial messages. Hey there, I'm excited that you're listening right now. And if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information, with real people discussing real issues, and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. 
I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW. For 11 months, I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition, if you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's kmmedia.pro. I'll see you there. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. You're listening to KKNW, 1150 AM. And our guest today, her name is Judy Rodman. What do you think of those commercials? Were those okay? Love it. Oh, yeah. Really did. Yeah, they're just beautiful. The, the flowers were beautiful. Well done. Succinctly put. And uh, I'd be def- I'd be interested in each one of them. <laughs> so yeah, you know. well, you know what's interesting is that her name is Holly, uh-huh. and she works with me from time to time. And and she I use her as a voiceover artist, which ah. I, which by the way, being a voiceover artist is much much harder than you might think it is, <laughs> because uh, because I remarked to her I said, you know, when you speak, and you can hear your voice. It's like you can hear the smile in your speech oh, yeah. patterns when you're talking. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I learned that a long time ago. A vocal coach da, 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 mm, da, da. told me that if you smile when you're talking, that you appear to much more positive and, and it, it affects people so much differently. Is that, did you find that to be true? Yes. Uh, so much so that you have to watch what kind of smile you give. It has to match the words coming out of your face. So, and, and the reason I say that uh, actually smiling was the, one of the very first things I learned about vocal technique back when I was doing uh, jingles in Memphis and my group leader, I was the tiniest bit flat. And in those days, editing required blood, you know, so we, you couldn't, there weren't any tuners or anything for, right. for you guys that have never, don't know what I'm talking about. You'd have to, uh, there was no digital stuff. You'd have to cut the tape with a razor blade and, and tape it together <laughs> to get all, out whatever it was. It was bad. But anyway, I learned that if you, if you uh, smile just a little bit, you ra- you can raise your pitch ever so slightly. And that's all I needed to do. But if you smile like that, 
And you do that when you're singing or you're speaking, you can get vocal, uh, vocal fatigue because that kind of tightens your channel. If you'll squint right there with, you know, behind at your eyes, you'll feel that squint. You can feel that go down, you know, to your soft palate. Uh, and you can feel it kind of tighten the channel up a little bit. So instead, I tell people smile like, it's like the Mona Lisa smile or the smile that says, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> just, just our cat smile. Yeah, yeah. Not the grimace, not the, no, actually not the, not the grimace Cheshire, Cheshire cat, uh, because that tightens your throat up, but smiling with, uh, it, you know, without the, the lines that in, in the side right. of your eye, that's the best. That's the very best. And then, you know, there's all kinds of things you can pick. You can pick how much you smile. You can pick how musical your voice is going up or down. And if your copy that you're reading is a public announcement thing about the world is ending and you need to go kiss your loved ones goodbye, that shouldn't be real smiley. <laughs> but, you know, but if it is a uh, wonderful, uh, you know, like she's doing with these gorgeous flowers in this, just, you know, speaking about these positive things, then without a smile, it won't sound real. It won't sound like, you know, and, and she sounds like she's she's really into what she's talking about. Another thing that she knows, I'm sure, that our actors know, and that I, I remind voiceover people when they forget, which sometimes they do, you know, if, if you're doing voiceover all day and there's nobody you're looking at because you're just recording it, right? You forget that you're talking to somebody instead of talking to the mic, which, you know, good luck getting that to respond to you. It's all about getting a response from one heart. And the heart needs to be the heart, the, the stuff that's coming out of your face is actually two. So you and I are actually talking to each other for the benefit of the audience listening. So I know I'm talking to you and I talk to you with my eyes and you talk to me with yours and it makes a difference in how we sound. And that's interesting. Yes. But if, uh, so the, the thing that's different about voiceover is that, um, that almost always you're reading it at the same time you're recording it. And that is a learned skill. You have to practice that. Because otherwise you just sound like uh, you're, you know, you're reading a poem like you're reading a book instead of you're in the moment reading it like you just wrote it. Exactly. Well, and I've done voiceovers. As a matter of fact, if you go to my Patreon account, I have a book called Elmo. Uh, Matt Shea's the author and it's a little 180 pages and I, I voiced it for him. And it's, I will tell you, it is the most challenging thing to do, to do a voiceover and to do different uh, voices and Characters. to build a story so that you know what is important within that story and what needs to be emphasized. Um, it's so, it's so it, 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 time consuming. And you gotta, you got to read the book first and then you got to know what you're talking about. And it really, <laughs> do you, do you, have a lot of people that get in. I can be a voiceover artist. I know how to do oh, that. Yeah. Do you find oh, yeah. that they get, there's a yeah. lot of work to this. Yeah. And, and if you just giving the voice of God, as they used to call it, you know, that's not, that's no longer sounding authentic and it doesn't sell things as well as just sounding human. 
right, right now I'm working with the Disney cast of a brand new animated series that will be coming out in 2024. And, uh, these two kids, they are unbelievable voiceover artists. And I just mainly have to remind them, okay, don't forget that the kids that are listening to you, yeah, you got to say this fast, but they, they, you all, they also need to know what you're saying. So they have to move their mouths a little bit more than usual. And, and sometimes they, you know, they know to try it a couple of different ways, but they're always looking for that response back. The other thing is they were getting vocally tired. So I had, I made sure that their head was balanced over their butts if they're sitting or their heels, if they're standing and they can last a lot longer doing it as well, but it's going to be the um, precious little series. And it's been a blast to work with these two children their mothers are, uh, I think, well, one of them's mother was, is a, also a professional voiceover artist. I don't know where the other one learned it, but she's already been in a lot of, she's been in some movies and things, uh, Juliet uh, Donenfeld. Uh, Amari is the, is the other little kid, and they did just blow me away because they're amazing. But it's so much fun to work with that, you know? And then they have to sing some things too, which requires a sense of pitch and rhythm and all that stuff. So. Oh, it's, there's a lot of pressure on him. It's daunting. Yeah. Um, now you know you know Tom Hanks. I mean, not necessarily personally, yeah. but he was he was saying that uh, he was um, at a premiere, and of course he, they were going to do Toy Story Four, and oh. uh, he announced <laughs> prematurely that Toy Story Four was going to be. Somebody said you're going to do a fourth one, and he said, "Yeah, sure." He got a call the next day from the Disney lawyers. They said, "I, Mr. Hanks, you're not allowed to talk about stuff like that because you can affect the price of stock. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so, my goodness. So are you allowed to say what the, the yes. show that you're working on was? I, I am because I asked. <laughs> no better than smart, to say it without. Very smart it's of gonna, you. It's going to be called um, Hey, AJ. And it's two best friends, little little girls. And the, it's a little, you know, the father of one of them and uh, at, is in it. And another little kid they call Innocent. Uh, I mean, they call, let's see, a jazz man or jazz something. Anyway, there's like three little kids and one big football player dad um, who was a, a mem- who was on in the Patriots. Uh, what was his name? Marty Bennett. Anyway. Anyway, so I'm working with the kids and it's it called Gronk. Hey Agent. wasn't Gronk, was it? No, it wasn't. It was smart. Gosh, I can't believe I don't know the name. Um, they call him Mar- is Mar- Marty. Uh, he's with the Patriots, and then he, but he's no longer with them because he wanted to take care of his family. He's got little kids and all that. And he's right. He came to my friend out in LA with this script, and it's about the black culture, little kids, where they talk about things that other races don't actually, you know, have to deal with, for instance, how you wear your hair at night and how you keep the tangles out of it. And they have this little tangle monster thing they speak to. So it's a very positive, very wholesome, uh, series that is accessible. And the music is to die for. I mean, it's going to replace frozen on in the playlist. You know, I think parents everywhere will be very happy. (laughs) to 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 uh, listen to hey aj but it's uh, about you know kids becoming responsible and you know it's got it's got a moral center to it 
while they're having fun and using incredible imaginations. So uh, I'm just really thrilled to be a part of it. But it is fascinating to watch an eight-year-old do voiceover like no pro. I mean, like a, as good as any pro I've ever seen, you know, and they, they have to know who they're talking to and what they, the most important thing is what do they want the response to be? You know, and if you add that to it, then all of a sudden they're in real time playing and having fun together. They're in real time. And it's really interesting. It's a, it's uh voiceovers. It would be a dynamic uh, thing to learn because it really is it can it, it really is difficult to learn and uh you have and, to use your imagination it, for sure yeah yeah well do, do you think that somebody that is like an improvisational actor would be better at that than somebody who's not really gifted at improv yeah well you know what that's funny that you should ask because when i first moved to nashville 1980 <laughs> from memphis uh i took for some reason i don't know why i did it but i took a few acting uh lessons and i have used every five minutes that i was in those classes in my career singing and giving interviews and talking and all that and now coaching it i uh, the acting technique i think all singers should take acting and all voiceover artists should try to sing because it's a, it's a good exercise for their voices and it gives them a little more uh, width of, of range and control to do that. So kind of interdisciplinary kind of thing. And it's, it's great fun. Even if you're just reading to grandchildren or reading to your child, uh, try reading it like you're really in character, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, they used to do that. We, I don't know. I know. We used to go to, um, I mentioned this on a previous show. We used to go to the library. The library. Yep. All of us, all of us, little kids would be, we'd have a teacher in front of us, a teacher behind, and then the, the, all the kids would be single file going down and we'd go from the school to the library. We would mess around there for a little bit. Then we'd all sit down and this wonderful lady would, would sit down and read a story to us. And it wasn't monotone, was it? Oh no, it was yeah. so real. Mm -hmm. It was, it was worth, it was like, you know, we could then just sit there and use our imagination to picture in our minds what she was saying. Right. Right. It's like radio. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now there's a, there was a guy here and I've, the last hour I was talking to and a, a, um, and a director that's been, he was a teacher and a director. He's been in the Seattle area for 50 years. And there was, there was a guy, his, and he's passed on now. His name was uh, Jim French. And he did old-time radio dramas. Oh, man. Mm. And oh. You, you talk about being having to be gifted and right on with your vocal approach and how it works for all the different characters and all of that. Yeah. That would be really... Uh, I, I imagine that you would really enjoy working with a group of professionals who were doing that i would and another place you can hear amazing uh voices tell stories of course is some places that still have them in the craft fairs or something like that is the old storytellers if you can find some of that uh, i'll never forget my childhood listening to you know going to a, a, a craft fair out in the country or something uh, in our travels and listening to an old uh, 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 Native American 
a storyteller or yes. just an older person who they really knew how to scare you with those ghosts, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's precious. And that's, that is so true. That is mm -hmm. so true. And I miss that. Mm -hmm. We've lost the ability to tell a story and to sit there and be quiet and listen to some of someone who lived something that is beyond our comprehension because it happened before we were born. Right. What it was right. like, like my in 1930 with my mom, what was it like to grow up and, and to have the one bathroom, the, 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 the bath that was in the middle of the kitchen, if they wanted <laughs> to have chicken on Sunday night, all they had to do was go out into the yard and kill Bring the thing. <laughs> and to, to, to kill the thing. And that's, how, that's how I knew for sure that chickens will run with their heads cut off because <laughs> yeah. my mother told me yes, they do. Yes, they do. And that's then, not just as, that's not just a saying. No. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Americana is so rich in history and mm -hmm. everything. It would be great if, if we did that more, but, but thank you for taking care of people's voices. Oh, I love it. It's, it's my calling and I do love voices with messages that matter. I do care about them what do you think of um and this isn't necessarily positive but i do want to make sure that everybody understands that your voice is an instrument but mm -hmm. and if you are if you are a whitney houston and you have got a rare gift the way that that lady had the rare gift and then you take it for granted and abuse it and then you lose it yeah well it the thing about addiction whatever you're addicted to, even if it's work, there's not, there's not a logical choice there. True. What you have to do is somehow find the strength inside you or the outside help that can help you overcome your demons. And so therefore you can't really judge uh, why she did it or why she wasn't strong enough to defeat it. And I'll, I'll give you a prime example of that. And that is that I smoked for years and I, I didn't drink, you know, I've never drunk very much, but I smoked because it is a, a bit of the cigarette is a liar and it will tell you that it's soothing you while it's killing you. And I needed, you know, I, I had a lot of stress, but what's funny is a lot of people like ballet dancers, people, people that sing at the Met, you know, people that sing, of course, big rock bands and stuff, they smoke. It's it, any kind of addiction, whatever, like I say, is not a logic thing. That doesn't mean it doesn't matter because it does. Boy, I'm so glad that I quit many years ago, many, many years ago. But I feel for the ones that are caught in it, you know. And the voice is attached to everything down to your big toe. If your big toe hurts, it's going to affect your voice because it's going to, well, these sure. little vocal cords, they demand all of your attention. <laughs> and so they're like the canary in the coal mine. If something's wrong with your voice, you figure it out, get it checked out because there might be something even psychologically that you need to address. You know, it's interesting that, that you can tell when somebody picks up the phone, you can tell in the first five seconds, if they're having a good day 
or if they're having a bad <laughs> or if they're not feeling good or they're feeling ecstatic or they're sick or whatever it is uh, because the voice is like a window to you it's, they, they say the eyes are the window to the soul but i think the voice also is don't you think well the eyes affect the voice so it's cast the way it works yep oh there you go there, there you, go. you go and you guess what else i can tell over the phone whether or not your eyebrows are raised I always freak, I always freak pe people out because where your eyebrows are change the sound of your voice. Well, let me try that. If I raise my, you're right. It does. My voice goes up. <laughs> well, it doesn't just go up. It comes open. And all of a sudden you're actually talking to someone with your eyes. It doesn't mean you have to have buggy eyes while you're talking or singing, but it does mean you have to have eye language so that your voice can ask for that channel to be moved or the ceiling to be lifted just where it wants to be, wants it to be lifted because all the frequencies that you'll sing or say, they like to live in different places and they're like in your resonance system. And I like to say the, the, the pitches that we sing and say uh, that we use to, to communicate with, they're like cats. They want to be in the most comfortable room in the house and the position, you know, on the, on the window ledge. So we have to uh, always be changing the channel. I mean, the voice demands it. The voice needs action. It needs to movement. It needs you to be able to be alive. And if you're not moving, your voice sounds dead which is, you know, they call stiff people, they call dead people stiff and stiff people don't sing or talk very well. So <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, now, is that why <clears throat> when I was a little kid and I was getting in trouble, my <laughs> voice would always go up. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's that's the typical animal sound of submission. <laughs> <laughs> well, that 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 makes sense. Um, and uh, and your well, your mama's got to be more of an alto sort of tone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You, there's a lot that you have to study about voices and stuff because the nuances are just huge. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, they are. It's fascinating. You know, I've been doing it of singing and, and speaking for a living for 50 years. But I've been teaching for about 20, 25 years. And every, almost every week, I learn something new. Funny thing, funny thing is, though, everything that I learn about the voice, with one exception, and that's that the ear matters too. If you're singing, you've got to have a sense of pitch or you have to develop it if you don't have one. But everything that I ever learned about the voice or ever experienced that was important for the way I work my voice or other people work their voice can fit into three categories that I put into my method of teaching. And that I call it power path and performance. And the power part is breath, which is needs to be a double-sided breath support, breath control engine centered in the pelvic floor, not in your diaphragm but in the pelvic floor. So you widen your ribs instead of tighten your ribs. And that gives you breath control. So breath is one. Second one is this open throat business I'm talking about where you can change, you know, the voice wants access to movement. That's what I was trying to remember the other uh, couple of minutes ago, but the voice wants access to movement so it can change what it wants to. So that th the throat channel is the sec second thing. And the third thing is performance. And by that, I mean 
communication skill and intent. Why am I making a sound? To whom am I making a sound? And what do I want back to show me that I was successfully making a sound, <laughs> delivering that message? And then I, then I'm good. If I put those three things together and they're synergistic, they affect each other. And then of course, in my line of work, when you start doing, uh, and, uh, and that, and too much yeah. of that, that, yeah. yeah, that can be a whole filler different words filler because you don't want to be quiet. You don't want silence to dominate where in fact, yes, silence at times can be a very, very powerful moment. Yes. Uh, Peter George is a friend of mine and he is a uh, speaker's coach uh, for, for, you know, designing speeches and stuff. And he's awesome. Um, he, this is the way he put it that I used actually, and I've got a course called uh, speaking voice technique that you can find at speakingvoicetechnique.com. And Peter, let me put this quote that I'm about to tell you in that. And it is, there's power in the pauses. That's it. Simple as that. That that is it because it, it makes people stop and take notice about what you're about to say, mm -hmm. and they assume that it is important. It lets people have time to digest what you just said, and be ready for your next thing. It also gives you time to breathe and think about what you're about to say next. And people that are afraid that they're going to lose the attention of the person or the audience that they're speaking to that if they don't keep talking, you know, they'll drift off like ducks Yep. and it's not true. And if it is, those are not the people you're talking to anyway. And, and your voice tends to go up. You end up talking faster and it becomes a whole, and you're not, you don't run on sentence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so by the way, we've been talking with Judy Rodman, go to her website, which is judyrodman.com, R-O-D-M-A-N. On the very front page, she's got a free nine-page report, vocal health. Sign up for it. The newsletter comes with it. And um, you can also talk to her. She's got all kinds of things for you to participate with her in a number of ways. She's been doing this, you know, a lot longer than I've been alive. Okay. Oh. <laughs> But I like I like to say I started before I was born. Exactly. Exactly. She's she's remarkable. We've got just about one minute left. I want to give it to you to tell our audience anything you'd like them to know. I'm so glad that you're still listening to radio and that you're back listening to radio uh, and, and podcasts. I'm joining you in doing the same thing. Thank you for being with Kevin and, you know, hanging out with me for a minute. Uh, and just remember your voice is important. And so what you put in your voice is important. And then you're responsible for the responses you get from your voice. You are a remarkable young lady. Will you come back and see me again? I will. Anytime. This is, this has been, this has been way too much fun. And, <laughs> and I, I enjoy Thank you, Kevin. Oh, you're, oh, you're so welcome. You know, we didn't even talk about dialects. Do you, do you teach dialects too? I don't teach them, but I've had to do them. And what you do is this miming thing. It's a real quick three-step process to learn anything stylistically or dialectly about the voice that you want to. And that's listen, like really actively listen, then mime it to where you are in your imagination doing exactly what you're listening 
to, and that's what people miss that, that miming step and then do it and then do that enough. And you're going to sound not only you'll have, you'll, you'll have, you'll be able to do a dialect, but you'll sound much more like, like authentically that. Again, we've been talking with Judy Rodman, go to judyrodman.com. And I want to thank everybody for being here. And uh, by the way, remember to take care of each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you Wednesday at four.